Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 13th of February, 2024, as the Flyers continue their winning ways. Now, four straight wins, three straight wins at home, and we talked about it. If this team can figure out how to win at home, then the stretch drive and the chances at the Stanley Cup playoffs are much, much greater. Now, last night's game was, through the first period, a bit ugly, very choppy game. It it was a really long game. It was still 60 minutes, but it took a long, long time. Stoppages after stoppages. In the first 11 minutes, there was six minutes of special teams play. Flyers had to kill two penalties off and had a power play. And it was just a very choppy first period. I thought the first couple shifts, they came out and played really well, but then just, just ugly. Both teams' passes weren't crisp. They weren't on guys' tape. They were in guys' feet. Flyers seem to be not pushing the pace in transition like they normally do and when they're at their best. So not a great first period. Actually, uh, only one goal in the first period. Matt Dumba scores uh, to make it one nothing at 16-26. That puts the Coyotes up one to nothing. Then we headed to the second period, and it was kind of one step forward, one step back, and you end up right back where you were after one period of play, still down a goal. Morgan Frost, though, gets a penalty shot goal. That's the fourth penalty shot goal for the Flyers this season. And if that sounds like a lot, that's because it is. That does not happen often where a team scores four penalty shot goals in a single season. Matter of fact, it hasn't happened in the NHL in a long time. It, Frost penalty shot goal marked the fourth for the Flyers this season, which matched the most by a team in a single season in NHL history. They still have, what, 28, 29 games to go. They joined Dallas from back in 2013-14, who had four. Carolina in 0506, Minnesota in 0304, and Vancouver in 9798. Just doesn't happen that often. You don't see penalty shots uh, get called very often. That one was actually a kind of a suspect call. While Frost kind of got in, it didn't look like maybe he had a big enough gap, didn't get a shot off because he got hooked not once but twice. But he ended up with the penalty shot, scores the goal, outweights Vimelka, comes in very deliberate, um, not a lot of pace on him coming to the net, and just Again, it's the patience game. He gets Vimelka to, to bite on a little move and then beats him uh, low blocker, and the Flyers tie the game at one on Frost's ninth of the season. 7.57 then, it was Matias Michelli who banks one off the back of the leg of Sam Erson. That puts Arizona back up in the game, 2-1. Then Travis Konechny on a two-on-one, really nice feed from Scott Lawton as he kind of breaks through. Uh, an Arizona defender exiting the zone defender loses his stick and the ability to then affect the pass. And uh, Lawton just sends a perfect pass across to connect me who one times it and beats Vimelka. flyers get back tied at two, by the way, connect 25th goal of the season. But then at 1402, this is the one step forward, one step back. Kerfoot then gets in uh, on a breakaway. He kind of does a little shoulder juke, and Sam Harrison bites on it. You can see Harrison kind of jab out low blocker, but then Kerfoot grabs the puck and goes around and just beats him on the glove hand side. And now it's Arizona up three to two, and you're going, well, this hasn't been a pretty game. It hasn't been aesthetically pleasing. Um, not great execution, but you're only down a goal, and if you can just come out in the third period and put one really good period together, 
kind of start to finish. You got a chance to win this game over Arizona, and boom, that's exactly what happens. 6-12 into the third, it's Jamie Drysdale who just makes a really nice move just inside the blue line in the offensive zone and kind of shimmies to his right, and his skating just allows him to be able to create a little separation. Owen Tippett is driving the net hard, actually gets pushed into it, and Jamie Drysdale throws it at the net. Uh, Konechny gets an assist on it, uh, Drysdale's goal. Tippett doesn't get a point, but the the reason for the goal is Tippett driving the net hard, and the Flyers get it tied at three. And then at 10-21, this is an unbelievable goal. First and foremost, the pass from Travis Sanheim across the green, across the slot to Scott Lawton, who's on the left side of the net. And then Lawton kind of pumps, sees Vimelka's being very aggressive and challenging him, takes it behind the net. And as he's going behind the net, he gets sticked, sticked right in the chops, not once, but twice. And his head is snapped back. And he still is able to follow that through around the net for the stuff. Hits off the skate of Vimelka, goes in. Scott Lawton's seventh of the season, second in two games. He played the last two games. I think it's the best hockey that Lawton's played all season. Travis Sanheim picks up an assist, as does Mark Stahl. Flyers go up four to three. And then at 1839, it's Owen Tippett into the empty net. TK and Sean Couturier pick up the goal or the assist. And the Flyers win the game going away five to three. And they grab the two points in the standings. Torts talks about it quite a bit. This is a find a way league. Some nights, you know, the last game of a homestand, you know, fourth game out of the break and the team's playing well. They didn't have their perfect game, but they found a way to win. They had a really good third period. They didn't just find a way to win the game. They found a way to play a really good third period. Sam Harrison made some big saves when he had to. Only saw 23 shots in the game. Flyers peppered Vimelka with 34, and they'll skate off with the win. And uh, it's an important win because over the next 13 days, I think it is, the Flyers only have three games. And while we're looking at the standings and we see that the Devils won last night and the Rangers won last night, wasn't a busy night in the NHL, but you want to keep pace. And sometimes when you're not playing, you can lose ground. Now, the Flyers have played more games than some of the teams that are trailing them. But uh, when you're only going to have three games in in next 12 days, there's not opportunities for points. So to get those two points against an inferior opponent in Arizona was very big for the Flyers. Um, Real quick, the minutes played in this game were really interesting. Sean Couturier struggled in the game last night, just fighting it. The last two games, some uncharacteristic defensive zone breakdown plays for Sean Couturier. We saw him get the game winner in the game against Seattle. And again, wasn't wasn't completely dialed in with his game last night. Only played 15-44 and didn't see a lot of ice in the second period. 422 on the power play, minute 30 shorthanded. Uh, but that's the luxury when Couturier is maybe not going um, at his best and you know, affecting the ice on the 200 by 85. You got a guy like Ryan Paling. you can put in there. He saw over 16 minutes of ice time. Flyers went 11 and seven because Tyson Forster was out and also uh, Rasmus Ristolainen out with an injury. Uh, hopefully they'll both be back by the weekend for the stadium series game on Saturday night at MetLife Stadium, stadium against the Devils. Uh, but the, the minutes were parceled out much differently than normally or how they've been most of this season with Couturier only seeing the 15-44 uh, Owen Tippett with over 21 minutes of ice time. 
Travis Konechny, 21-58 in the game. And I think a real telling sign, I talk about this a lot. You'll hear me talk about this with John Tortorella on this week's Hockey and Hounds, which will be out on Wednesday. I told him, I, I said, no offense, towards, but I don't listen to what a coach says about a player. I look at how a coach uses them. And we were talking about Cam York. But when you want to know what a coach thinks about a player, look at the usage and look at the usage of Morgan Frost in this game. This was, I think, Morgan Frost's best game of the season. I thought he was creative. He was aggressive. He was decisive. He was trying to make things happen. And like Owen Tippett with Morgan Frost, when there's confidence there in his game and what he's able to do and dictate on the ice, you see even more creativity come out. And Morgan Frost is a highly skilled and creative player. When he's got that confidence, and we saw it last year in the second half, when he's got that confidence, that's a big, big thing. He's been the Flyers' leading scorer since he's been back uh, from his last healthy scratch. And, you know, we saw last year in the final 50 games he was the Flyers' leading scorer. But we said at that time, too, you know, a lot of those games didn't mean much because, you know, the playoffs were, were out the window. They were playing the string out. Well, that's not the case right now. Morgan Frost is playing really good hockey right now. And these games mean everything. These games are in a tight playoff race. So good old Morgan Frost, really impressive performance. I mean, his stat line, he's got the penalty shot goal. He has plus one, four shots on goal on seven attempts, had a, uh, three hits in the game, 20 minutes and 16 seconds of ice time on 27 shifts. Had the most shifts of any flyer player. He went 12 and nine in the faceoff circle, for, so 12 of 21 in the faceoff circle, 57%. Really strong performance uh, from Morgan Frost and, Look to see him continue to follow that up. That's that'd be a great sign for the Flyers, for him to keep playing extremely well. Sam Harrison makes the twenty uh, saves on twenty three shots. Not a great save percentage game. Didn't see a ton of action, but sometimes that number of shots against can be deceiving. He made some big saves in the game. And one thing I know about Sam Harrison, we haven't seen a ton of them. The, the sample size is not big, but it, I feel like in watching Sam Harrison. He's got one hell of a glove. He never, I'll knock on wood, never gets beat. High glove. He, and he's got a little style to it, a little snap when he makes saves. He made three glove saves in the game that were pronounced really good saves, but one in particular where a play moving from his right to his left where he gets over and just eats it with the glove. And he doesn't miss with the glove. He doesn't, you know, kind of bobble pucks. He snaps them and gets the stoppage of play. Uh, really good glove hand from Sam Harrison. I thought he was good in the game as well. And the Flyers, you know, you grab the two points, and that's the most important part. So after the game, I had a chance to catch up. Now, in the first period during a penalty kill, Scott Lawton blocked a shot, I think on the foot, went kind of down halfway down the tunnel, and he was in a lot of discomfort. He got stuck out there after getting hit for a good another 35, 40 seconds and really couldn't move. It was an absolute stinger. Was in the tunnel for a while, came out during a TV timeout uh, on the ice to just kind of test it and move around, stayed in the game, came back a couple shifts later on the Flyers' power play, and then he ends up with a great assist to Travis connecting off the rush, and then obviously with the game-winner wraparound goal to beat Vimelka and give the Flyers the two points. I had a chance to catch up with Scott Lawton after the game, get his thoughts, and here's that conversation. Flyers post game after a four-straight win with uh, center Scott Lawton. Lawton took a lot of shrapnel in this game tonight. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, a little banged up, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it happens at this time of year. Uh, you play through it and, and uh, find a way. 
you found a way to to get that game winning goal while being sticked in the chops. How do you kind of bear down and, and still find a way to tuck that one? Yeah, kind of just in the moment. Uh, I knew he was a little bit out of his net. Uh, Sandy made a great pass uh, across ice. I bobbled it a little bit and and I wanted to finish it. So uh, sometimes that happens when you got to score goals and and uh, was fortunate to get one there. You guys in this game, it didn't look like there was a whole lot of rhythm in the, in the game. It's been disjointed uh, and it was a very choppy game. But in the third period, you guys come out with a deficit. Was there something said in the room before the third period, or does this, this group just know what it needs to do? Yeah, I think we know, and uh, I think we have that belief. I think uh, we all uh, knew that uh, we were going to come back if, if uh, we played our game. Uh, like you said, it was uh, it was a little bit of a ping-pong match uh, in the neutral zone, uh, but we found a way. It's got three straight wins at home. It's an area you've been really good on the road this year. What's been the difference at home? Uh, good starts. Uh, we've gotten off to good starts, been in the lead, and, and uh, we've uh, found a way to keep it. So uh, it's been good for our group. We go on the road here and, and uh, have two big road games, so uh, we're excited. Yeah, stadium series on Saturday. Ice bath tonight? Uh, maybe a little tub. All right. Thanks for doing it. Thanks. There he is, Flyers forward, Scott Lawton. Another really strong game out of Lawton. Travis Konechny, his first three-point game of the season, a goal and two assists. And TK just buzzing once again. Well, that puck was not on a stick for more. I mean, it was one touch in the back of the net. So much confidence for Konechny, especially off the rush right now. And uh, he's been really strong for the Flyers. And, you know, you look at the two points, and what does it mean? As I mentioned before, the Devils get a win, 3-1 to one over Seattle. Uh, the Rangers get a 2 nothing win over the Calgary Flames. And right now the Flyers one point back of Carolina in the Metropolitan Division. Carolina's got 65 points in 51 games. Flyers now have 64 points in 54 games. So they've played three more games in Carolina. Okay. But the drop-off from the third spot in the Metro where the Flyers sit at 64 points to the fourth spot is eight points. Flyers at 64, and then the Devils and the Islanders each with 56 points. Devils have 51 games played, so they've got three in hand on the Flyers. Uh, the Islanders have 52 games played, so they got two in hand on the Flyers. So that's a really good number to have that kind of gap right now uh, for the Flyers. They're going to get Toronto coming up on Thursday, probably without Morgan Riley, who's going to get, not probably, he's going to be suspended for multiple games. Just a question of how many, whether it's five or six, uh, for the incident with Ridley Gregg. And he's their best defender, so you have an opportunity in Toronto to get to five straight wins. It'd be amazing to have five straight wins capped off with that five, one win over Dallas. Then you have the five straight losses and now an opportunity on Thursday to win five straight games. Again, we'll see if they can do that coming up on Thursday uh, against Toronto. Who's really scrapping right now, Toronto 60 points in 50 games this season and uh, not in the top three in the Atlantic division of the Eastern conference. And then Saturday, kind of a light week for the Flyers, which is good. Gets a little bit of practice time in and kind of rest the bones a little bit. But uh, then you look at uh, Saturday and the stadium series game against the team that's right behind the Flyers in the standings, the New Jersey Devils. And uh, the Devils kind of, it's been a really scrappy year for them. Four, five, and one in their last 10. They get the win last night. Uh, but that'll be a big two points uh, in the stadium series game coming up Saturday night at MetLife Stadium. So still not a lot of games this week, but some very important opportunities for the Flyers uh, with uh, two Eastern Conference teams, one that we haven't seen this year in Toronto and another with the New Jersey 
Devils. Now, coming up in tomorrow's episode, I was so happy last night because I'm at the game and I'm on my way down, driving down, and I get a phone call from uh, Josephville and Flyers PR and says, hey, got a question for you. Um, there's going to be someone in attendance tonight. I wanted to see if you'd be interested in taping an interview for Flyers Daily. Uh, and he told me who it was. And I said, absolutely. One of my favorite guys that I've covered and kind of dealt with in the role I'm in on the, on the radio broadcast for many years. He played over 700 games as a Flyer, played over 1,000 in the NHL, one of the straightest shooters, most honest guys you'll ever meet, and he was a damn good player. Jake Voracek. You get to hear that interview tomorrow. And let me just say this, that the interview starts off with Jake Voracek popping open a fresh beer. <laughs> so it's a good one. And uh, it was great to catch up with Jake uh, as his career uh, is all but over at this point. He's still under contract this year. He's actually with Arizona. Uh, won't play again. Had the uh, concussion issues. Said that it has bothered him for a couple of years now. And uh, life after hockey. So you'll get to hear from former flyer Jake Voracek, the seventh overall pick, I think in the 2007 draft. So you get to hear that tomorrow. And uh, I just adored being able to interview him from time to time because it was just unbridled honesty, no filter. That's what I loved about Jake Forge. And he's a real good guy as well. All right, so that's going to put a wrap on this episode. Flyers get the two points. They get the win over Arizona. They've won four straight. I guess the uh, dirt and the shovels brigade has kind of put the shovels back in the shed for a little bit. They'll break them out again, though. You lose one game, those people will be right back at it again. Uh, But we'll see where it goes from here on Thursday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But coming up tomorrow, Jake Voracek and another brand new episode of Flyers Daily.